Gehemshechayim Beis, Volume 1, page Reish Chav Gimel 223, in the middle of chapter 115. So, summarizing, we're talking here, we're winding down the explanation of Yaakov's Avoidim, the Yaakov service, which was pioneering, paving the way to Matan Torah, to Sinai, and basically giving us the strength to the work that we have to do, was essentially taking the fragmentation, the separation, the division of this material world, which is represented by the many stones, which are the letters, stones are letters, these are divine letters after many transmutations and gradations that create this diverse world, become Alma de Pruda, and the goal is to unite it with Atzillus, the unity of Atzillus, so that many stones becomes one stone, Tachas so he put it by his head. The head is Chachme. Chachme is the bittle that creates a sublimation of the distinctions that unites them all. Afterward, that led to the dream where God tells him there comes the Hamshacha. That's the Halah. That's from below up. That brings a transmission where God promises him that that I will be with you and I will protect you, which is in your work. I will protect you in your in Adam, and I will return you to this land, which refers that the transmission will come all the way down into the earth here below. And then comes again on Aliyah. Then he took the stone, and Halah lifts it up and, put, and, and turns it into a pillar, a monument. And then comes another Hamshach, and he pours the Shemen, the Shemen is Chachmah, Again, Chochmah. So we're talking about what is Aved of all this. How does this translate in our service? So basically, there's Halah Hamshach also in our service. There are things we do that we elevate things. There are things we draw down. You need both. What's the, what's the key difference? Is Tefillah and Tehra. So both are letters, stones. So there's Eishisa Tefillah. Tefillah is from the bottom up. Like he says, Matat takes and binds, or Kesher binds, or weaves, or crafts, crowns, ties, binds, binds, yeah, ties, takes the letters, ties them together, binds them together, and makes from them crowns. So that's clearly an elevation. So what does he take? Just like what's a crown? A crown is made out of stones, precious stones. So same thing here, the, the stones, which is the letters of our prayer, take from, what we do is what we take, we sublimate our material desires, and we elevate it upwards. It's called the letters of prayer that become that are like results of the refinements that come from the natural animal desires of the animal soul. And through that comes the Eishish afterwards the Ter. So to explain this, if you go into this whole idea of Mahapach, of transforming darkness to light and bitterness to sweet. What did he translate as Meriru? That's the desires of this world that are that emanate from and are rooted in the hecholis of, of klipa, called the corridors or the chambers of the negative energies, and um, everything is rooted there. So, how do you transform it? How do you transform a pleasure in something that's very materialistic to a pleasure in God, like He says, "Tamiru uvkitev Hashem." Instead to feel that you have desire for the divine instead of a desire for materialism. So the answer for this is 
through his bondness with tefillah. This is tefillah. What does bondness consist of? What does the contemplation of davening consist of? Number one, that everything in this world has divine energy in it. That's what gives it life. Including these pleasures. And that the primary force, therefore, in every physical pleasure is not the surface pleasure, but the divine power within it. And the energy that's in it is also very diminished. Compared to the higher worlds, it's very diminished. When a person thinks about this, and thinks of how this energy enters into existence, and how diminished it is, you come to a strong desire that you want to have not the outer surface level, you want to have the energy within. That's what you want. It's like, what are you, what are you going for? You're going for the, a package? Someone gives you a package. The package looks nice. You realize in the package is a beautiful gift. So people go for the package. You're going to go for the gift. But you have to first contemplate there's a gift because it's concealed. Once you realize there's a gift inside the package, you don't need the wrappers. You want the, 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 the inside, which is the divine. So the outer pleasure, which is why probably he explains it comes from the Hecholis, the outer pleasure is rooted in something in it. We are superficial, so we grab whatever looks nice. But it's not the sweetness or the pleasure or the, 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 the desire. Gashmi, that's the it's the forces within it. To get to a place like that, you have to meditate. You cannot just come there because we're material human beings. We relate to the packages, to the packaging. So it needs, it requires a whole process of misbunnus. That's what davening is supposed to be. So a person sitting in davening, technically speaking, what he should be doing is thinking about what is driving the forces of this world. I do it perfectly. Every time I daven, I think about a steak. Okay, that's where you stop? <laughs> do you want to have the chayas, the mitzvah pi Hashem within it? Okay. And then he went on and says, and, and another additional hisbananus is to think about the pasuk, the pasuk in Parshat Tzavim. Behold, then it says, Behold, I give you today the path, not today. I give you, I present to you life and death, good and evil, or evil and good, or now good and evil. So now the Rabbi Rashab explains that, and as part of the Hisbonimus. She says, starts off, Chaim Amovis can be actual life and death, because me Pesi, a Pesi, which fool is going to want to have death? He's not going to want life. Everybody wants life. So what is he talking about? He's talking about something that's truly alive, or something that's not really alive. So everybody wants life. The question is, is it temporary life, or is it permanent life? So Gashmi is by nature, because it deteriorates, and as we said, depreciates, and is always eroding, is fundamentally not alive. It's alive while it's alive, but it's ready, it's already dying. So again, the package, the desire, the physical desire that we are so obsessed with, is not it doesn't have real substance. It's very external substance. And what's Chaim is the Nishama. The Nishama lives on forever. And he goes on, but even when a person ages, you feel from time to time you feel your your faculties are weaker. At the same time, you can feel your Nishama is very strong. As they get older, they become their minds get sharper. It means their souls get stronger. Doesn't actually say sharper because sometimes if I don't. Chazekas. Okay, fine. 
Mishishavitz means really more, well, that's but but Mishtarefis is the other extreme. So, so Mishtarefis means they're getting more senile, more uh, maturif, more, you know, it's weakening. So I know Mishishavitz literally means more mature, more settled, more. Yeah, but 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 bottom line is when you compare it, what's the contrast? That's because, the, but that's the Gashmi's part. That's because of the Gashmi's part. Here he's definitely talking here more the spiritual side of it. In other words, there's a certain deeper growth. It's an example of growth that does happen. In other words, even while the body and everything else is weakening, there's something that is growing. However, you explain it. I use the word sharper for voice of Mishazekis. Mitarefes means a person whose mind becomes more feeble. The opposite of that is a mind that becomes stronger. So I don't think it means strong necessarily. There's the weakening part of the physical part, but a mind with the Gemara's talk, with this Gemara's, definitely a mind that has a certain maturity that a younger person doesn't have. The bottom line: something is growing when it, which which, which really defying the nature of the physicality, because physical everything should be eroding. Why by Talmud Chachamim? The proof is a very good one. Because if, if everything is diminishing, why is this not diminishing? So clearly there's a part in them, their spirit in other words, or in their, their brain power, or whatever you want to call it, that is, uh, is, is, is more, um, more refined, more, more developed, if you want to put it this way. Look, at the end of the day, a person succumbs, because the physical world succumbs, even the best mind Unfortunately, sometimes goes undergoes and with Alzheimer's and other things. But that's not a contradiction to this. That's because the physical has dominated, not because the soul is getting weak. The soul is, is basically leaving. The point he wants to make is life and death. What is life and death? So you see, there are clearly things. His point was that even while, and also the pasuk, that even while there's is going on, there's a deterioration going on. He says, and he feels. Weaker from time to time, nevertheless. Or the margish ba'atmish and the shem ain't ba'afsedus. And Adarav, on the contrary, it's, it's more revealed, more powerful from time to time. Is man is man. Okay. Mischazik biyeser. That's what he calls shakayach sichle mischazik biyeser. Shabab sichle and yonim nailim va'mukim. Okay, that's the deeper understanding of things, and also bechalinyan be'emek uprimi shabai. So it's it's a qualitative uh, shift. Okay, so that's why Ruchnius is called life, and Chumnius is called death. This is all part of the meditation, the contemplation during davening, is meant to weaken the power, the hold of the, the, the physical desires, and meant to us um, appreciate the Ruchnius. Then the pasuk continues and says, "Okay, that's Chaim and Chaim Movis is matter, uh, crass materialism and spirituality. So what's the next? What Tevera? Good and evil." So he says Ra is even worse than Movis. It explains like this. Because Movis, is, it's, it's alive. No one's arguing that a taiva is not alive. No one's arguing that the material world is not alive. It's just deteriorating. It means it's not really alive because it's going to die at some point. So even while it's going, it's also in a process of deterioration. It's not a process of real life. So to embrace that is like you're holding on to something that's dying in just a matter of time. But Ra, he says, is no life altogether. It's like a corpse. And he explains it like this. That that's materialism. Materialism is rishus. No matter, is rishus. You can use it either way. Once you're now talking, is now you're talking dvarim 
asurim, which means, God forbid, prohibitive things. Or, desires of taiva, taiva Not just a regular, we're not just talking something that's mutter, but that now you desire it. So that passion is really, this is what he's calling now ra. So he says like this. I'll, I'll read it inside. And evil, when we say ra in the Pasuk, evil is even worse than death. The Movis who have said is Gan Beshachai is death, we just said, doesn't mean actual death, it means something that that the, the, the deterioration, even while it's alive. The Benimshal in the moral Hainugasis Vyesha Sachumis, Shuapsalis. That's the coarseness and the and the and the yeshus, the arrogance of the of of of, of, uh, of crass materialism. Shuapsalis, that's like the refuse we said. even if there's no ra. This world, the material world, by definition, says me, 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 even if there's no use of it in any prohibited way, is conceals, the package conceals the divine within it. And it's a deteriorating thing. It's, 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 it's ages and erodes and so on. Around the other hand, is an actual prohibited thing, God forbid, or taivas heter means a taiva for something that's permissible, that's permitted to eat, but not the taiva in it, turns it into something that is worse than death. The ra. Shehen gam ke ra kenei. That's also called ra. Shezeh al derech moshel kamei gashmi be put in This is already now not just a physical thing which is deteriorating, and not real life like spirituality. Here you're talking about something that is absolutely no real life. It's just as it's as of the physical that already the life force has already left it. Separate from Shanirkov, where it uh, where it uh, rots, rots, renifts it, and deteriorates, decomposes. And it becomes literally a what we say repulsive and uh, disgusting thing. Literally. Don't you don't see the difference between a corpse and a body that's alive? A corpse, a dead corpse. Let's say I, I, I want some. I, I want to eat a, a dead corpse. Food. The dead right? No, no. The material world is mavis. Everything, anything material, anything that is in the material world, food or anything, fine. Even if there's no taiva. He's not talking about the first one is not about pleasures. The first one is just a definition of matter and spirit. Basically, it's like three things. One is the, the, there's the neshama, there's goof, and then there's a dead goof that doesn't have anything in it. This 
this is, this is, I mean, this is more Chabad. It's like Shosh Chibsat Meiz, and Gedusha, what he says in Tanya. Right? And Tanya speaks to Roshus. Things that are Roshus. So a person, let's say, is... Uh, yeah. That's, he says to look in Tiku, Eter, some more details. This idea of Tavis is more spoken in Chabad Chassidus, right? Not in the other Chassidus. In other words, like... I don't even know if they're aware of it. I don't know, but there's a thing of novel Brashu Satera in the Ramban and Chumash. No, but I don't consider it novel. I don't know if that's accurate. I'm not sure. Look, look. It's a good study to wonder about that. I mean, I can't imagine that uh, that refined and tzaddikim in previous generations before Chassidus had Taiva Seter either. Just not in spirit. Taiva Heter means that you actually have a, 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 a strong pleasure in going to eat a meal. Right. Not for Gedusha reasons. Right. Like a, a, a refined human being, a refined person in the previous generations. It says in Tanya, what does he say in Tanya? It says that, no, it's not, it's, first of all, the word evil is a, is a misnomer. You're using a word that you define as evil. Ra here doesn't mean evil. Just like he said, Mavis doesn't mean death. He's defining it. You're using Ra. Don't impose the word evil here. You're using... The, the, look, it's, what does the word evil altogether mean? I don't like the word evil. It's actually not a good translation, even though I used it. I would not use Ra's evil. Just like, what is good? You see, evil and good is very very vague terms. It means nothing. What does it mean? In Tanya, the way he puts it is like this. There's a Dover Isser and there's a Dover Heter. Isser and Heter come from the word bound or freed. Right? Also, it's bound, it's like tied up. That's what the word Isser means. So let's not, that's, in a tra- that's a translation. So what is it tied up in? That there's a spark of the divine in everything. But it can get tied up in negative powers. So you're not allowed to go there. Because it's going to overwhelm you. So you have to stay away. That's the din. That's called Leishasa. You're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that. To, to find that there's a God in there, there's a divine spark... It's not for your access. If, God forbid, someone went there, not planned, and then, so they have the power to do tshuva, which means that even though you were in prison, because asur means prison, maizer, and you came out of prison, so you can transform the spark by destroying, however, the action. You can't continue to do the, the, the prohibited thing. You have to do tshuva, so you would say, you break the clipper, you discard the shard, the shards. In other words, the, the right, the shells. And what you take out is a spark. That's through tshuva. But as a regularly, Adam Yosher Helech Tzadik is not supposed to go in that place. What's a dover heter? Dover heter means you are allowed to go there. And your goal is to elevate the spark. What's a dover gedusha? Dover gedusha not only allowed to go, you must go. Dover gedusha is Shabbos Kodesh. A Michael. There's certain things that are. Holy, Beis HaMikdash. Kedush, Kedush. So you really have his Kodesh, Rishus, Isser. That's essentially, there's Kedush Kedushim, and there's higher levels in holiness, ten levels, whatever. But that's how you designate the world. Things you must do, that are holy things, they're things that are permissible, and they're things you're not allowed to. In terms of Chassidus, here the sparks are elevated. You kiss a Sefer Teri, you go into a shul. Based on a holy place. So the material itself is very, has been saturated. It's like what he says here, the iris and kalim. Saturated. The kalim are transparent channels to the holiness. 
that's a tzaddik, that's a Yom Kippur. A tzaddik in, 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 a, in human being, Yom Kippur in time, Kedesh Kedashim in space. So both space, time, soul, so to speak. Then you have Rishus. Rishus is the largest body of what we're involved in. Most of our lives are in the world of Rishus. You walk in the street, you're going to work, you meet somebody, it's neutral. But it's in the material world. You can do nothing, and then just leave it in that in that type of, in the domain of Klippus Neige. You can do a mitzvah, you meet somebody, you say something nice, you give somebody tzedakah. You, you, you use it Hashem Shemayim. Then it says, like he says in Tanya, then you take the spark that is in the so-called, it's in a shell, but it can go either way, and you're now directing it towards something positive. You made a bracha on this piece of fruit. Now someone else could ignore and just indulge in the fruit or use it for something destructive. So in other words, Klippus Neige can go either way. So on its own, if a person would say, uh, the bonus that he says, what's Chaim and Movis is the apple itself, as opposed to the Dvar Hashem in it, is really Movis. Because it's not really alive. What's the real life force of an apple? It's the divine, even without desire now. What is Ra? Ra is when you're already now giving it more power. You're saying, I desire this apple, and completely not to do L'shem Shemayim, nothing to do with God. You just grab it off the tree, and you're ready to gobble it up. No bracha, nothing. That, now that you've invested, you give it, you've, you've worshipped it, essentially. You're worshipping now the thing that was really death. Now you turn death into real death, basically, as a, it's a real corpse. Once you make the bracha, does it take it? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Once you make a bracha, and, and generally your, your intention is L'shem Shemayim, you're taking it into the Gedusha realm. The, no, the, you're not, not only that, not only you're taking, you're taking it out of, not only of Ra, you're taking it out of Mavis. You're making it really come alive. Because you're taking the divine spark and giving it life. So this apple, even long after you digest it, will forever live on as being a force of energy in existence. But even if you... Even if you you understand? Yeah. So a lot of times I would make... So, 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 so I'm, no, I just wanted to give you the dynamics of this. This is really what I just said is basic Tanya. Right, right. Pay the K, Vov, Zion... Yeah, but no, but it's it's just a picture of of, of of the world as we see it. So here in the post, God is saying, first of all, realize matter is not the main thing. Matter is not physically dead, but it's in a dying process. It's a dying uh, element. It's a dying element. Then, actually, something is prohibited, or something that you give more power than it has on its own. You're worshiping the apple. I'm saying worshiping the matter. Then you're basically turning it. You're really killing it. Huh? I've never heard it that way. Yeah, because it, that's the way... And then it's a real... Because what, what you're doing is, not only... This way you could say, you know what, okay. I, I like my uh, temporary uh, material comfort, etc. But it's temporary, etc. But once you already begin to turn it into a, a force, and that dominates you, that's what he calls Ra, which means, essentially, that's low... Garua Mamavis, she says here. Because it's... it's Because uh, what, what you're doing is, you're, you're like making... It's hopeless now. You've given something that wasn't real much more credibility and credence than it should have had. So essentially, you, yeah, yeah, that's that's a good if way to put it. If you travel an hour to a steakhouse just to eat a great steak and you make a bracha, does that take you out of the... That's, that's, you're asking me technical questions. That's a big thing. The truth is, no. The answer is, it's, the, the answer is, let me put it to you this way. There are people who eat kosher, but they are not kosher. There are people who keep Shabbos, but they're not Shabbos dick. So yes, you, what you're doing is essentially technically, halachically, but I would say it goes in the category of uh, of um, the lower category because what does the bracha help? 
Okay, define. Technically, you made a bracha, but but if, if if your whole being is being uh, is doing everything else except you just happen to add a bracha, let me ask you that. Let's make the question even more exciting. What happens if one person eats the steak without making a bracha, but he uses it to help people? Another person makes a bracha and has a long beard and a strimal, and he goes off and destroys others with it. Tell me what do you think? If you really want a, the contrast, so a, a bracha has a spirit to it. What does a bracha mean? It's a lip service. Now, what is a bracha? Lip service? Bracha is not just saying thank you. Bracha is a spirit. It's like saying, if, I, if I, you gave me something, and I said thank you, and then I slapped you in the face. So what's the thank you help? So I said thank you, but then I took what you gave me, and I used it against you. So there's also what you use the food for. It's not just... Uh, there's a spirit of the bracha. Why, why do we make brachas? What are we making brachas for? To whom? For whom? A bracha is, there's a reason you're making a bracha. You say, Baruch Hashem, I'm blessing you, God, Hamaitzi, that you gave me this bread. Which means I understand and recognize that this bread is for a higher purpose. That's the meaning of the bracha. So you like saying, making a bracha and not doing anything that the bracha is telling you to do. And lusting it off of that piece of or something. Yeah. Look, the Baal Shem Tov an ox and a strimal. You know, an ox sitting with a strimal, eating chalt. Today, yeah. yeah. Every, and right outside of mikvahs, while they're in the mikvah, you're eating chant, basically. Now, some people sit in the mikvah and they're eating it, yeah. uh, metaphorically, right? A table of a sheretz be your day. Sheretz. Actually, the word sheretz now makes a lot of sense. <laughs> But but sadly we but, but sadly we're all in the same boat. We just do it different ways. Some people don't like chom; they do more subtle. Look, it, it's uh, as I told you. I, I have more tiny people who saw the Rebbe and saw what real chassidus is. They, they, for they they never saw anything else. That's what they were taught. That that's Jewish culture. Yeah. Anyway, so now the, so now we go on. And all this is the meditation he's talking about, the contemplation of Davin. Through a lengthy contemplation in all of this. So again, let's sum up the contemplation. He spoke two contemplations essentially. One is the contemplation where you recognize the material is not the primary force; it's the divine within it. You think about all the details involved of how the material came into being. And uh, and recognize the power of the spirit. Then he went more specifically into the 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 Chaim and Movis. What is really alive? And what is not alive? What are you really embracing in your life? Are you embracing something that's that's, that's in the process of dying, or are you embracing eternal life? And to the, and to the level of Ra. So all this is bonus. Let's own shemuv and hate the inyan gam ativis. And all this contemplation, which is well understood, even the, 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 the natural soul understands this. Through this contemplation, you're taking away the pleasure from the natural soul. You're taking away the gishmak, which is the, the pleasure, the gishmak. From the things in the world, from material matters in this world. To the point that these things become repulsive to him. And his, and, and his desire and will is belikus, is in godliness. Not just desire, but he actually has pleasure in it. She literally taking the thing your pleasure was in all these 
temporary, impermanent things. And you're transforming and you come to realize that your real pleasure should be in the divine and godliness. V'ze'in ha'karbonus. This is the union of karbonus. This is the significance of when they brought karbonus. What's a karbon? Shaya'ikir ha'kroves ha'chelu v'dam. By a carbon, what happened? I mean, money, carbon. There's a carbon oila where the whole thing goes, is burned and given and, and given to Hashem. Huh? The whole thing is consumed. But a carbon, other carbonus are eaten. So it's really like it's like really a roast. So what? But what? So what's done on the fire? What? What do you give? What's the carbon? What's the offering? The offering is primarily the chelav, the fat, and the dam and the blood. So when it's burning, that's what the burning does. It burns out the fat and the blood. Okay. So, right, so he's going to say that. That's the pleasure. The gishmak. In other words, not the beer. The meat itself is can be sustains. But the pleasure in it, the dam is the... In some places it says the dam is the kochanish and the tchilav is the fat, is the gishmak. The pleasure, that's the tainuk. So you take here, um, it's, it's, a, it's a metaphor, like the Ramban says, you have to envision as the carbon is happening to you, karmachatas. Taking the animal soul, and, you, and you're burning its fat and its blood, in order, to, which, and, 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 which is the pleasure of it, taking out the pleasure, and transfer, and therefore... And essentially directing and transforming the pleasure, the physical pleasure, to spiritual pleasure, to divine pleasure. Now he goes back. And through that you do the transforming darkness to light. Before he said sweetness to, to bitterness to sweet, okay. Darkness to light. One second. That means that the darkness, the physical darkness of this world, Nasa Shamayim Va'oretz, I'm sorry, sorry. Sorry. That the darkness, the physical darkness of this material world, meaning the actions of, the, of heaven and earth. That on their own, their appearance is one of independent and self-contained self, material self. As I said, the packaging, it makes it like an end in itself. Should be transformed to light. Leaves by Gilead in Sof that it should have within it the divine revelation. Leaves Hayesh Botle Love is Baruch, being that the Yes should be sublimated and and uh, and sublimated to God. For Nigla Kreid Hashem Lamata and the divine glory will be revealed below. Kamoishu Lamaila, as it is above. So above the the worlds are recognizing God's power, and even below, which where it's concealed, we transform it and it turns into. This transformer. Oh, now he's saying. Now he's explaining. Through uh, tasting, through the fact that he tasted bitterness to sweet, which is from the bottom up, and to cleave to God with a desire, with a chukah, with a uh, yearning and simayin and thirst. Yeir er Hashem l'mayel l'mata. Aha, so he's touching, 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 he's
contemplation and davening, where you recognize that the taivas are bitter, compared to the sweetness of the divine, teva can be said in Hashem, that brings Yisabcha Chashech al-Nahida Lamata. That's how he's interpreted. So Yer Er Hashem, Mamay Lamata, that will radiate the divine light from above down, the Mokam Acheshem in the place of darkness of this world, Lahoyer Chalke Be'elam, to illuminate his corner of the world, his section, his section of the world. That the world should not conceal on the divine energy, and holiness. It should be a revelation of light. So if you remember, all the way in the beginning, that's what he said. Remember he said, start in the beginning, he said, right when he began the discussion, he started the Zayar. He started the Zayar. Mm-hmm. And then he said, that's Inyan Atfilah and Teira. So I guess Atfilah is the bitterness to sweet, which is from the bottom up. And that in turn brings down a light from above that transforms the darkness below that shouldn't conceal, but it should radiate, illuminate. That's Chashech al I have to look in the Zayar why it's how I was interpreting it that way, but I guess that's what he's saying. Okay. This second step, after the, from the bottom up, we do our contemplation. I understand what he's saying. In other words, through our work, we can only do is, we can not be deceived by the material, not allow it to become our thing we worship. We recognize the beauty of the divine energy within. But still, there's still darkness in this world. There's still a force that's concealing. How does that get eliminated? So he said that in turn brings that energy from above that like so-called lifts the veil. That So we can't lift the veil, but we can pierce it, so to speak. That's what we do from the bottom up. And then comes a power from above. That, that's what he says. That's Teda. That's what he's going to say. V'zeo the Teda. the Teda himu This is basically... Lifting the stones and turning it into a pillar is tefillah. Vayotzik shemen and pouring the oil is going to be teira. She says, "This is teira. What? It's known teira hilma mile lamata. Teira is from the bottom, from above down. That the energy should be below, like it is above. Like I explained earlier, uh, tefillah, you're going the word, you're, from your heart. It's service of the heart. You're elevating." From the bottom down. Teira, you're actually using words that God gave us. God gave us as Hashem Teira. You're studying Teira, you're bringing to your mind, into your being, a higher wisdom. So Teira is, is a power from a higher place. Tefillah is no power from a higher place. You have to initiate it. You pray. I'm going to pray to God. God is not doing anything for you there. Obviously, you're using resources that you have, etc. But the initiation is from you. And Teira is. Also, I mean, you've got to do something, obviously, but you're using these resources that are given to you. You're, you're learning something that was taught to you, that, that, that you can read and so on. How, how does it work when someone is, uh, he, wants, he, he feels he needs something, he lacks something, that's for their own reasons. Like we spoke about that if you, uh, you have a time for you want to indulge in something, for example, Whatever it is, he wants to have a nice house, he wants to have nice clothes, he wants to have a lot of money, whatever, and, and he's... It's called Taivas Hatter, that's what he said, that's called Ra and Movis. No, no, I'm asking, he's <laughs> diving to Hashem, 
they should give it. They should fulfill that uh, void. No, that's that's more. Is that is that, is that how does that work? I mean, here they just want you to pick the, the life, and he wants you to. So this is the real life, and here the coming along is spending so much time with the eyes. It depends who it is. It depends who it is. If it's Chana and the Beis Hamikdash crying for have a child, so like the Rebbe explains it, or even with Sugam Tzmeim the Hashem, you know the Baal Shem Tov stated that she really is looking for the godliness, and that's what she cries out. It's one thing, but for Chassid Shaid who knows a little better and understands he's going to do that, it's probably like taking the king's head and t- turning it in the toilet. So my right. question is, now think about it for a second. So, I mean, how would you, how would you, how would you say... I just told you, I just described it to you. That's not what I'm asking. What I'm asking is, shopping, how, how do you deal with shopping list. Thank you, God, every time. But he's saying, a lot of people and you know, there's a tefillah there. It says, clearly, she had a lechem lechem, a bag of lumbesh. But that's the... So, so, I mean, who are we kidding? We, we, we're real people here. We, yeah. we, we're learning the real deal. Three times we can't be sure. a shopping list. Well, <laughs> friend, I mean, is, is this all for naught? No. That we would sit here and we learn and we go to school. We could be just disconnect like this? You know, like, look, let's put it this way. By Chassidim, by we say, when you're talking about yourself, you have to. Uh, be critical. You talk about others, you have to be positive. If I saw a Jew come into a shul, uh, usually by yourself you should be, so it's, it's a big difference. You won the lottery. If I see a Jew going to shul and there's a davening, he's asking God for panasa or health. So from my point of view, it doesn't matter what is it. You know, he's asking, he's turning to God for it. So, maybe you should just shut it. Um, okay, let's continue here. So anyway, we can't wait for you on the, your phone calls. Zayn, Akarban, okay. Zayn, Vayatsik Shamla Resha, and this is the union of Vayatsik Shamla Resha. You want me to answer? I'll answer the question. So when I see, you see a Jew who's uh, going into a shul. The Rebbe has a sikh about this, Tov Shalom Ad Rosh Hashanah, where Eli tells Kohen Gadol, he accuses, uh, accuses uh, Chana, why are you coming as a drunk? She says, what do you mean she's a drunk? Nafshi, what's the Lashon there? Uh, my, heart is, my, soul is, my heart and soul are pouring, pouring out to God. For, uh, for the godliness. So the Rebbe says that the Tehras of Hashem, when a Jew asks for something physical, it's really his soul recognizes the spiritual need for it. So this is good when you talk to someone else. You see a Jew comes in and pours his heart out for health. You know, people come, they cry, they can stand and cry for hours, say tilim for, for physical things. So regardless of their intention, the bottom line is there's a deeper, there's a soul in there. And... Uh, and you, you as being a positive. But when you look at yourself, when you learn Siddhis, obviously if you're sitting and using all that you learned for your selfish needs, you have to wonder what, what's going on. So I don't think this is a black and white answer. There's a positive in it when you look at others, when you look at yourself. It shouldn't be sitting and and say, you know, people did this, people went to the Rebbe and used, used him for their own gain. You know, um, I, I know people, very rare, I just was reading a Sikha, Tav Shechov, 150 years, the Alter Rebbe. So the Rebbe told the whole thing about a story with a Chosid. 
the Rebbe says there are people who know that everything they were blessed with is not because of them, it's for the Rebbe, to use it for the Rebbe. And they don't wait till they're successful to know that. They do that right away. So some people say, if I'm successful, I'll give it all to the Rebbe type of thing. Which they don't necessarily do. But like in Zdok, it's always that way. The person says, when, once I become a millionaire, I'll start giving. Yeah, you know, you're giving, you're a giving person. So there are people, if you're people who have a real sense of that type of bittle, so then they realize that everything they have is not their own. The problem is when people are really selfish, but they also have this amun in the Rebbe or in God, so they also want the Rebbe and God to give them blessing for them. I know everybody convinces themselves it's not for me. It's because then when I'll have more, I'll give other people more. But you have to wonder whether that's not just selfishness or it's uh, something deeper, you know? So there's the Gamva Pumachtata Rachmanakarya. There's the Ganav who prays to God that he should succeed in his theft. There's that concept. But that's when you look at yourself. When you look at another, you try to be Melamitzchus and say that their intentions are good. And even if they're not, they may be still, they, they, they don't know better. You know, some people, they don't know better. So they, when they ask God, they ask for Gashmis. They don't know yet. Rochnis is the main thing. I think the Rebbe Rashab is speaking how we should look at ourselves here. He's not means that we should now go and go to 770 and, and blame every, and, and point fingers at everybody davening like this. Uh, that's what I would say. So when you look at yourself, this is, you have to look far harsher at yourself. Other people, you're Melam I'm not going to, you know, people pour out their souls for Gashmis, Dika things. So, if you learn Chassidus and you don't get elevated to this level, yeah, you were human beings, but um, ultimately uh, the question is why Why are we here? So you're asking me, uh, if after all the learning Chassidus we go back to being exactly the same people we are, I would say we didn't didn't have effect on us. That would be my answer to you. Uh, I'll speak for the future. Well, it was, was. I, I, I just said to you. How do you, uh, the I, I, I'm asking you a question. Why are you sitting here for hours learning chassidus if we go back to be exactly the same selfish people? You tell me. How do you justify that? Why would you waste the time? I don't think you go back exactly the same. Because no, but no, but it comes down to bottom line. You same diving, you can ask for the same material I things. Okay, so so that's that's a fair question. How do you change it? But the goal is definitely to change it. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay that's yeah, for sure. So, so when, as, as I said, if I look at somebody else, I'm a lama tzchus. You know, I, I look at the positive. There, you know, people come to shul. Some people come with a broken heart. God is also our parent, father. You don't always come all perfect. You come with uh, imperfect as well. You come with all your weaknesses. You say, I, I need help. There's nothing wrong with that. That's that's real davening. It's coming from a sincere place. Uh, so that, I'm not talking about that. And I, you know, but but. When you talk to yourself and you read what, what he just said here, you have to wonder what are you really valuing. So I think the question is not just about davening. The question is in general, um, what do we really value? What is the most important thing? Now, the the, 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 nat, the way the way of all flesh, which means the natural way that all human beings in this world work, is materialism is the most important thing. He's given here a whole method and says that you have to come to ultimately understand materialism is not the primary thing in life. But it's going to be a, it's a lifetime battle. That's the reality. For some people, it's easier than others. I don't think that we're looking here for perfection. We're looking for a direction. So the first thing we have to establish is that the standard, the goal, is to become a more Ruchnizdika person. Can we reach a Madrege that if God blessed you now with $10 million, you would literally go $10 million and give it to the Rebbe? I think very few people would do that. 
even chiddush Jews. Very, very few. There are, maybe, you know, chiddush gula that would do something like that. Uh, you know, um, but you could expect that a person become more refined and therefore less preoccupied with themselves. So it really comes down to this. I think is very case by case. You know, everybody starts out as a yesh, which means it's about me, me. The question is where you end up. Is there a little less? Let's say 100% is everything is for me. If you end up 90% and 10% is not, you're ready. This has had an impact. That's how I look at it. So it's a matter of, but I can't judge other people. Everybody, you know, everybody has to know their own grubkite, what they started out with, and then how they've somewhat refined. I mean, if we were to really talk, if we're bringing now heart to heart, you have to really look at yourself. Uh, you know, if you learn this properly, not just an academic thing to understand spirituality, but personally, then that's how you have to look at yourself. Ultimately, the impact it has in refining you. Do you get as angry as quickly? Is it all about me, me, me? Look, all problems begin with me. That's for sure. With self-consciousness, with self-contained, self-interest, basically. Everything starts from that. Everything. And that starts from the tzimtzum that God concealed his presence from us. Adma Chava fed it by eating from the tree of knowledge. Had they not eaten from the tree of knowledge... Consciousness would have been divine kind. We would have been doing exactly what we should be doing. But that's not the way it is. And that's the battle. This is the kavonah. That's tachtainim. What does tachtainim mean at the end of the day? The Alter Rebbe says in Tanya. It doesn't mean lowest. It means the most selfish. That's what it means. The one that most devoid of awareness of something beyond itself. The higher worlds, as you go higher, the more aware they are. The lower, the less aware. That's how we start. I don't want to say start mamish because children in a way are very pure. But... When I say start, when we start becoming entities. And that, that, that's where you start. Now the question is, whether there's any progress. Now some people say, I learned this my whole life, and there's not one shift. My answer to that would be, they didn't learn this. They just read a book, that means nothing. You know, so what's what they read, you read? It has to be... Chassidus ultimately is trying to rewire some of our natural programming. To not think so materialistically, but to think more godly and more spiritual. But it's a constant battle. Because as soon as, first of all, there's a battle within ourselves. Secondly, the world is constantly uh, conspiring against us. Wherever you turn, is everything is materialistic. So even if you refine for a few minutes, you go right back to the same old circles, and, and, and it drags you right back to what reality is. That's why it's difficult. It's a life that's very difficult. Because where do you find a community, friends, that even are aligned with this? You know, as soon as you go back to your regular guys... They're back into their own stuff. And it's so easy to just go back there because it's the most natural place. You know, like I said, what's the average conversation in 770? It's very easy to join those conversations because they're easy. There's nothing to do. There's just, you know, it's just gossip about whatever it is. Now, I can't, it's hard to say. You know, some of us are wired. We're more spiritual by nature, by birth. So it's easier for us to relate to. Some people are not. But this is meant to bring everybody a few levels up. So I, I, I think we have to be harsh on ourselves. You just you have to be realistic. You know, to, 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 to convince yourself that whatever you're doing is great and holy and read this, is stop uh, fooling yourself. This is meant to show us another reality. Look, we just read this chapter. It's every chapter is actually this. There's not one chapter in Ayim Beis or Chassidus that doesn't try to lift you from a more material place to a more spiritual place. It just does it in different ways. You know, when we talk about Eris and Kael, remember we talk about Asir Ruchnis, Yitzir Ruchnis, Atzilis, What's all this? It's all meant to be levels of spirit versus uh, materialism. It's le- climbing the ladder. 
I don't think if anyone learned this, none of us should be impacted the same way because all of us are in different place. The concepts are similar, you know, but the, 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 the journey is different. There's no two journeys that are alike. So if you want to take it to the next level, you'd want to say, okay, I learned Ayin Bays now for whatever, half a year. How, how, how long are we learning this now? A year. And me and Cheska are the most troubled because we've been learning it the longest year. Speak for, your, speak for yourself. I think No, no, that's for sure. But we're talking. See, but, that, but you don't want to get away with that statement. That's an easy statement to make. That just sitting here changes. The question is: Is there should we be doing more than just the the natural osmosis change? Okay, so that's why that's why I'm talking about it. So the question then has to be: Okay, how? That's why I always say, and I say it to myself as well. Unless you apply this to psychological models that work for you, it becomes abstract ideas. That's the bottom line. That's where, that's why I say to you, let's not jump to Atmos. Not because I, of course, academically, intellectually, abstractly can go to Atmos. But we're not Atmos where we are. We're sure not by Atmos yet. That's my point. That's why you can't see God's face and live. Not because, not for philosophical reasons. Yeah. Not philosophical reason, because the, the, the real reason there's a Seder Shtashu is because we really are not there. And you have to climb it. So yes, my mind is, I, I relate very much to Lifni Simpson. I'd love to just speak about that. But I know my life is not there. So that's just being, a, that's just fooling yourself. That's like, that would be the, that's the big problem when you convince yourself that because I understand that level, that's why I am there. But I'm not there. And I know if you're not there, you really don't get it. That's the bottom line. So the question here is, and I think this is why even let's say we're climbing the ladder of the spheres here. From sphere as number. We're number people. We're in the real coarse numbers. Forget about the story. And uh, what he's talking now, transparency, that you're literally the Kaylee is like a Evan Sapper. We're on a number level. We're on a very low number level, as a matter of fact. So my, our minds can travel to these places. That's what the beauty of Chabad Chassidus is. The Alter Rebbe and Chassidus take us to a journey far beyond where we are. Because when you cognitively can go there, then you emotionally can maybe catch up. But I think our minds are far, far ahead in understanding, those that understand this, than when where we are. So now comes the next question. Is okay, it's like, it's like, the, like the first car is a million miles ahead. The, the last car is your body and your never Shabbat is like still in the basement. So now you have to go back at times and say, okay, where are you? So I, of course I agree that a person, if you think about this and just spend time in this, it has to refine you in some way. But there's a next step. Maybe what I just said is actually mamat lamata. Mamat lamata is when you learn this and it elevates you to another place. But it's, but it's being lifted by the Rebbe Rashab's explanation. Mamat lamata, we're real davening. That's why I said davening. You got to daven. You know, um, is really where you sit down, you start working out where am I in context of all of this. I'm learning here about the highest levels of spheres and so on. Where am I? Where's my pure gashmis and materialism? To me, that's that. Uh, that's the bottom line of this. If a person doesn't ask that question, the whole thing is pointless. That's why I'm saying. So uh, we understand there's both there's both sides to it. Now we're learning it relatively quickly based on a very different point. The void that we still probably be in the chapter one, trying to figure out if we're there. You know, we have meanwhile learned 115 chapters. And I don't know, I mean, master for sure not, but at least there's some flow going on, you know, we get a certain picture. 
And then the question has to be, like I think that's maybe that's why the Rebbe Rashab, I guess, sensing that we're uh, getting too uh, too complacent, too comfortable with our scholars. So he's uh, reminding us in this chapter that there's enough Shabbamis to reckon with. He does that once in a while. So right. So there's a, that's a good fr- refreshing. And it's this. This is what you have to fabring. I mean, learning chiddush and fabringing go hand in hand. You can't just learn it. I mean, what we're talking now. This is how I would translate this. And then you deal with questions like he asked. You know, what do you do? How do you? How do we get beyond the fact that we are just simple creatures? We want our needs met. We're trying to just make ends meet. We pay our bills. You know, bring up our families. We marry off our children, and then and, and have a little manuche. Hanefesh. It's clear. The Rebbe Rashab was not oblivious of the, of the people's needs. The Alter Rebbe Tanya, he started the whole Tanya was Eitzis. It's a device. It means he was based on his conversations with people. He wasn't writing a book in heaven, uh, and yet the book is completely about becoming a much far refined human being. And you don't hear a lot of talk. Like when you read this, you could say, "Is the Rebbe even aware that we're just struggling with we're simple people what you, what you, that are just struggling with making ends meet?" But I, I, I have to say that the Rabbeim and Chassidus did not expect just us to be, um, just to be, uh, let's call it this way, Shulchan Aruch Jews, meaning moral, ethical creatures, take care of your wife and children, and give some zedakah. They wanted us to be uh, divine. That's the ultimate. You have to say This probably is the reason that some people, even Gedolim, maybe maybe had disagreements with the Alter Rebbe. They said we have to just let's let's just make it. That's why Tzadik Bamanasa Yichia. The tzaddik will be up there. We'll have faith in the tzaddik, and the tzaddik will, will take us to the divine. We'll come to you some chustera, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, etc. But we are, we are simple people. What are, you, what are you schlepping us into heaven, basically? The chassidus chabad was clearly not. No. Another thing. No, no. Another very important point. This is about Mashiach. The same idea with Mashiach. Many Jews will say, "Fine, Jews. Mashiach is in the world of the divine. We're simple Jews. Leave us alone. You know, we're basically trying to make ends meet." Etc. Etc. Why is taking us to that level? But Chassidus and the Baal Shem Tov and Sheikh telling the Baal Shem Tov did not wanted more from us. Now I understand where a person could say, "Okay, I'm just not there. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a simple guy. What are you schlepping me into divine levels?" But uh, clearly, the purpose of existence is 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 higher than that, and and that's why Chassidus requires that the Neshama has to be such a powerful force. Because if, if it's just basically surviving, surviving in a fine, refined way, if we're just surviving, then um, um, then this whole purpose of existence would be we'd be basically very small, inferior creatures that are just lifting it up to a little level, and we don't expect more. This is definitely high expectations of us, the highest possible expectations, actually. Um, now I, I I prefer to be part of this club than the other one, the survival club. Yeah, but today yeah. Jo- dominant Jewish thinking is survival. <clears throat> yeah. 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 But it was always yeah. this way. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, when you say that Yutas Kislev and your foot and, and the and the Arizal and the Alter Rebbe came to bring Chassidus to the world, what are you saying? That the four premiers Atayra was just for Yechidis Gula. Let's spell that out. People don't even realize what that means. It means only individuals in the generation we're going to these levels. And the rest, we're expected to be Shulchan Jews. Do what you have to do. Follow Shulchan Aruch, Be a kind person. Bring up your family. Shem Mitzvah. Ethical. As good as you can be. 
but it was not expected to go into the higher realms. That's why it is a big That's why Yitzhak Kislev was not a small matter. There was exactly because it was maybe it was not for the masses. It says that regular people should be uh, should be involved in this in these levels, and many people say. Let's be honest and realistic. You, you figured out your, your stupid little Yetivis and Yetzirah, you're climbing into these high levels. You have an answer for this question? I'll give you my answer. Well, the philosophical answer really is, the deep philosophical answer, which is essentially the basis of the Rebbe's Siyam and the Rambam and Tavshin Lamed Hay, is that you can't transform, you can't, that you, if you do not transform this world, you're ultimately being transformed by it. So in other words, to be the Shulchanor Jew, so to speak, and just do the, 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 the survival Jewish mode, ultimately it's succumbing to Golos and succumbing to the darkness. Because like you said, you're not, you cannot change a system from within the system. So if you don't go into the divine engine room and re-engineer this, yes, you could be born and die and, and bring up your children and everything should be nice, but you're not, you can't change the world. So it's such a perpetual Golos, essentially. Let's say every Jew is a Shemitah Mitzvah. We can go on forever like this. And we do our thing with little, with little servants playing out our role. Okay. So that, that's... Uh, hold on, hold on. That's one, that, that. that obviously means that the world will never fulfill its ultimate purpose. So some will say, maybe that's not the ultimate purpose. The ultimate purpose is that we should just be fine Jews. And and next generation takes over and so on. Well, there's enough proofs that... Uh, that th- th- let's put it this way. Even logical, is that what God wants? Is that what God created the world for to be? That we should just continue. Chassidus obviously wants that there should be an ultimate destination where godliness will be in this world in the highest possible way and not just uh, following the laws, so to speak. Now, of course, you could argue about this, but philosophically, but I'll tell you the, the biggest problem. What does it mean that you can't change the system from within the system? There's no way that you can continue to perpetuate that because the world's powers are more powerful than these laws itself. In other words, the only thing that's a power... Remember, we learned this about sexuality when we learned the Yudhiskislam. The problem would be, that would be nice if the world was not exerting any energy. So then, okay, it's a neutral world, it's dark, and our goal is to be Chamritari Mitzvah. If you leave that be, we will be ultimately, and we'll, we'll, we'll die from that, because the world's powers, whether it's Taivas, Machshav sexuality, money, COVID, will destroy. They're destroyers, they're not neutral. So therefore... The only way to deal with that is you have to climb to a higher place and bring energy from a higher place and to transform. Or else you are going to succumb to the powers of this world. So if we were in the world of Atsilas, so Tanya says the purpose of existence can be Atsilas because it's a Yeridim airplane of his Baruch. Because what's the point of Atsilas? Atsilas doesn't pose a challenge. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. One second. Let me just finish a second. But but Natsilis, you could say at least there's also no, you're not going to succumb. Assimilation is not going to take over. Tivus are not taking over because they don't exist there. In this world, however, the bottom line is to just go into a maintenance mode and just continue going, impossible because the forces of dark are, are too powerful. So what, what do you do then? The only answer is you've got to go to a higher place outside of the system to transform the world that, that, that you actually transform the system. That's the only way to do it. Well, first of all, it's also a mountain. Yeah, it's a higher place. It's the fact we survive. And learning Torah, definitely from outside. Well, but you know, you're asking a question of the whole Chassidus Chabad, right? That's what you're asking. 
The answer, the answer is that um, I go back to what I'm saying. I don't agree with you. Once, once the Alter Rebbe said that the child is sick, and if you don't give him the Keser Melech, mm-hmm. well, you're saying basically, why do you have to go crush the king's crown? Give him Teir and Shulchan Aruch. Why didn't it work? No, no, I'm just asking a question. Well, why? Because the child is sick. It won't help you to just do... The, you, I'm, I'm responding to you. You just said to me, doing Teir and Shulchan Aruch is also a big thing. But the child is sick, and it's not helping. And it's 50% assimil- uh, intermarriage. No, I just said this is for sure not enough. But no, but once I'm saying, you ask me a question, I answer you. Yeah, because it can't, it can't survive. If we lived in a ghetto and there were no, uh, and we lived in a ghetto insulated, you could argue 500 years ago, if we stayed in the ghetto, we maybe still be in that place today if we were never released and there was no technology and so on. That's what you're arguing, basically. But that's not the reality. Life is not that anymore. That's what you're saying. I understand. Look, look, look. The Gili Haqsidis did not come 500 years ago. It came when the world was opening up and it was going to bring death. When we say that Yisrael, the Salfus, that the Jews were in a faint 300 years ago, but where were they, what would you call it today if that was a faint? If that was faint. In other words, bottom line is, if you want to put it bluntly, without Haqsidis, we believe that Judaism would die completely. Unless there was a miracle from above. But that's not what God wants. He doesn't want miracles. He doesn't want us to rely on miracles. He wants us to do what we have to do. So I'm not dismissing it. But it doesn't have the power. Look, the two reasons this was revealed says. One is because the darkness is deeper. So you need a greater light. Which is what I'm explaining now. Another is a taste of Mashiach. Which is Habba Hatali. Fine. So it's interdependent. But the first point. What does it basically mean? It means without the gili of the Primius, the regular Teira Mitzvah's Nigla cannot survive. That's what it means. Simple words. No, no, but, but tell me, ask you, what, you, you have an answer or you want to hear my answer? That's number one. And number two, it's a collision course. It's just a matter of time. There's no way. You know the deterioration going on beneath now? Look what's coming out with this whole sexual stuff. Us and them is the same. By me, it's chassidus. Don't look at us. There's no such thing as us and them. No, but you brought up some of your points. I said that. So this, so, but this is the only place, this, this is the only thing that's going to save it. That's what I'm saying. Here too, the same thing. People don't look so this is going to go the same place. There's nothing to do. There's no us and them. It's not, it's not like about communities. Right. You don't look so this. You're not a chassid. Right. It's a simple. I don't care what, what picture you have on the wall. What, what does it mean? How much makes a chassid? That, 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 that he, that he puts on a vein of times? You say that in a collision course? No way, no way that it could. No, no. Let me let me explain to you. Called collision. Let me let me let me let me tell you something. Did you ever hear of a poem called How? Right, exactly. I saw the best minds of generation blown. The cream of the the cream of the crop of Jewish minds were lost to us in the last few hundred years. Not just Haskalah, the whole the best Jewish minds. Are lost. I've been lost. Many of them. That's one. I'm not. There's no Haskalah movement today. We're talking yeah. now. Of, uh, talking about now. Yeah, we're the best Jewish minds. There's guys called Mark Zuckerberg, Google, and so on. That's where the great Jewish minds are today. Not, Einstein. Not there are some. We have plenty of them. But a good, good Jewish. Uh, the, the best minds, which is the leaders. I, that's for sure a collision course. There's no way with Haskalah that they're going to. The, the, the approach in the Jewish world outside of the world of Chassidim is give them covered. Give someone with leadership qualities covered, 
and that will keep him because he's now getting covered. He's not a leader. That is their real. That's their so-called. Uh, that's, their uh, that's the oxygen for a person with talent. Now, I, I, okay, that alone is. Uh, I know it's funny, but uh, to me, that that can that's definitely not godly. Chassidus um, is um, oxygen is godliness, not covered. It's bitl. It's understanding these higher things. So the great minds are inspired by this. That will keep them in the system, in the so-called. Um, I don't see. Listen, listen. I. I, uh, I speak. I speak to all kinds. I speak to Satmar guys and others, and I ask them, you know, the more enlightened ones. I say, how long do you think? Some say it won't last. The whole thing is going to fall. Others say, like a cult, a cult can last. For, for many years, you keep on brainwashing. So it's true. Let's say even you have a 50% fallout rate. But you still have 50%. That's a big number when there's a lot of children. You know, let's say a family of 10, five, let's say, stay from five, don't. So you can keep going sheer, but it's called sheer inertia. You know, the sheer momentum of just like that. You know. But I, I find an interesting thing that's happened. I look at the Christians and the Muslims. I know this. I see a trend toward refinement. Instead, so there's, so I have to say that it's going to go one way or the other. In other words, I can't see Islam being... I see Islam going where Christianity went. At some point, they're going to have to become tamed and will have will not have the radical elements that they have today. Which means a, a much more balanced uh, approach. And I have to say, you want to say, the that has to happen here too. Or else it will self-destruct. That's how I see it. Now, even if it doesn't, to say blind cult following of Judaism is the thing that survives Judaism survives on. Come on, how many people can respect that? Even even say it in a respectful way. Let's say you're even right. Let's say you just follow the laws. Let's say you have enough conformists that will follow till the end of time. Is this? Is this? Uh, they have plenty of understanders. But let's say, however, they handle that. I don't even know how they handle that. No, no. My question is, even if even if you say it has uh, scientifically, you can show it has power for a thousand years. Is this is this is that what we're is that is satisfactory? No. Every tshuva of the Torah has to have a drop of tshuva law. Every yichudet the Torah has to have a pesfundi. Under skedus is not mitanem. It's not fair. From earth to gifrat, zayn borech oleder zashon azayis v'skol menisu also. I don't stand by me. To me, it's a mis- I, well, that the whole thing, the whole modus uh, is in a way like. I was saying, so what, what should you explain to me? So why are you learning this? So what is this? So sure that you you should have. So what's that? So what? Well, 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 explain to me. So and what's your question but, then? But you cannot get. A, me or him, I don't know, whatever, the, the, the simple lower people to get to a point where we'll just, you know, the Borachalein of Zainwagen. So, what are you learning this for? I'm, I'm asking you a question. I hopefully I'll get somewhere, and as you said, that's, the, the, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a satisfying answer to you? Uh, listen, I don't know. Okay, I let's put it this way. I, 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 you, know, you know, look, 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 look. I wanted you to see the Zain. If, if you see, if you see. Yeah. Kind of like also. I, 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 what you just said to me is mumbo jumbo. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. There's 10, 15%. Percent. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but, but I don't understand. Of being bitanemus, of being bitanemus. 
You see yourself yes. becoming an imam. So why you why someone said if you're satisfied with what you just said, you shouldn't be sitting in here and learning. I, I am. I wish I would be. But why are you spending time learning this and not going I, back I, to your I, life? Because I really do understand that this is very important. I do understand that this is the goal of my life. But you don't see it realistic. But I don't. I don't see realistic that I will hundred percent in in a, in a course of half a year become uh, a flying saucer. You know. <laughs> so what do you see? I shall become a bit, definitely a better, a better chosid, a better Jew, hopefully, you know. Okay, so then... I'm going to say some feeling for that too. No, but, but bottom line is, will you daven differently when you say the communist vasa? I think we daven differently every day. I so then what's your question? So then you have your answer. You found yourself your answer. You want to know how much I think? 100% that you're a falsha. Because of me, yeah... That's how I feel. Wow. You're asking me, I feel that way. I talk about how to look at yourself. But he's asking me how to look at himself, not how I look at him. That's not what we're talking here. He asked me how to look at himself. I can't see how you can see it otherwise. Because as long as you give any emiss to your falschkeit, you're, you're going against what he says here. He say calling it movis and ra, and you want to say it's realistic. So is it movis or chaim? He calls them Mavis, the Rebbe Rashab. So I, I, I don't see how you can justify it personally. You, you can't go two ways. It's either death or life. So you could say, I, I, like you said, you want to climb. Meanwhile, you give, right now you could say, is I think what this call, he calls death, I still call life. And that's what I value. That's what you, you have to say to yourself. And I'm trying to figure out how I could start seeing that it's more like death. That's okay. fine, so say it that way. But how could I give you credibility? How could someone reading this say to themselves, honestly, that you know what, what he's saying is not, because I'm not there, means that, it, that, 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 that I'm still alive. No, you're not. You are living a false, false life. Real chassid that they looked at themselves, saw themselves completely false. 100%. So that's what you're asking. So I'm answering you. No, but you're talking so what do you, about you know, this, you know, I don't know. Heaven, and it, and it, I'm not talking about, Rebbe Rashab just called it death. Is that called heaven by you? But by me, the fact that I do understand that I am living in a, in a, in a blotter, it was a shame level. We're, not, we're going in circles. We're, I don't know, we're going in circles here. I understand. Ksidim, you look at yourself, you're talking about a line with and someone else. I made that distinction half hour ago. I was trying to explain him. So you're talking to yourself, reading this, would see himself not demoralized. Demoralization comes from the Yetzirah. Let's make something very clear here. Let's, let me go even a step further. You, are you a healthy human being or you're not a healthy human being? When a person is asking for material desires and learning chassidus, they have to understand, you ask it for healthy reasons or unhealthy reasons? Oh, I think it's unhealthy reasons, primarily. Because we live, we live, we're very selfish. And this is for us a way of getting security. And this is where we go. Chassidus is going to challenge you in the core, to the core about this issue, what is valuable, what is not. And if you're not ready to be challenged, I would suggest you don't read it. Because it says, cause I'm not, I'm not going to compromise what it says here when speaking to myself. I'll be malam, it's chus on everybody. But you're taking this and want to weaken this because you're not there? So what do you want? So don't learn it. You don't feel comfortable with it, don't learn it. No, I, I feel completely good with that. That's the fact that I know who you stay. But on the other hand, I look at you and I think that you feel comfortable. You're not living in a hut where the rain is dropping on you. You know, much worse. And do you feel for food? For what? 
I don't. Do you know the difference between atzvus and muridus? Yeah. Atzvus is called being demoralized. Someone reads chassidus and is demoralized. That's not the kavanah because demoralization comes also from the etzahara. It's not about being broken. You're talking about uh, creating a healthy form of angst, a healthy form of frustration that motivates you to climb. And you learn this absolutely. That, that's what you're distinguishing. So many people who themselves are insecure human beings, because many people are, most people are insecure. So when they learn these things, it just feeds more. So okay, I was a shmata, now I think I'm a bigger shmata. That's not the kavan of this. The words you're using are wrong. For me, when I read this, it's, I, I'm empowered by a chapter like this. I'm not weakened at all, even though I'm not on this level. Why? Because he's 100% right. He's, he's defining Gashmish for what it is. It's half dead, basically. And the Taivas are completely dead. But we've given death life by calling, by thinking it's valuable. It's like we worship the package. To me, this is very empowering. It lifts me up and feel, I feel empowered. I don't feel guilty. I don't feel, oh yeah, I'm a shmat. That's not the point. He wants to lift you up here. He's not trying to knock you down. He's trying to give you reality. Now, for someone else, as I said, I'd be malamet schus when they daven. For myself, I, I, I spades and spades. I know what he's saying here exactly. So, so you're asking me, a malamet schus? I could be malamet schus and everybody. You want to talk about how you should look at it? You absolutely, you should figure out that your whole life is, is probably quite superficial and you're focusing on very materialistic externals. Nein. Yeah, but you're talking, you should be Malamit Schuss on me now. I'll be harsh on myself. The problem is, what do I mean by Davin? Lip service I do like everybody does. Davening like this is requires a determination. This is work. You're talking about me or you? I, I, no, I want to take a, a Dugmachaya. I don't think I'm a, I should be a Dugmachaya. I, 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 didn't, I didn't put up myself as a no, Dugmachaya. You say that you, your, your understa- my understanding is like uh, putting me down, and you say you're getting empowered by understanding how false you are. You know why? Because I'm secure, so this can't put me down. What is the security coming from? I'm just, I, I think I'm a, I, I, feel, I feel secure. I don't why? feel beaten. Do you understand better? No, because I don't feel I was beaten up in life. I feel I was blessed. I don't feel beaten up. I feel proud of myself. I have self-pride. What about the change? The the, the real change? I'm a divine soul. No, God chose me to be here. He gave me another day today. What better vote of confidence is that? So I feel very... And you love poetry. No, no, no. And I feel responsible. To be very honest, I feel responsible to do something about this, and I hope to do something today and tomorrow and so on. That's my goal. I'm, I, I work in this thing. So for me, one of the ways I do my davening and my, what, how I implement this is by teaching it to others and trying to turn it into a practical blueprint for life. Because when I do that for others, I myself become uh, more refined. That's my approach. So I don't just learn this. I teach it. And I try to... No, I cannot say that I have... I, you know, That's a big challenge. Whether I can go back now after we finish this class and sit down and dive in and just absorb it all and work on myself, that is very hard for me. Not Lav Davke. So the Rebbe gave us another approach. He said in our generation, maybe there were chassidim that did that, and those that can do it today should do it. But today there's another approach called Ashlichus. There's a big world out there. Take it, teach it to others, inspire them, show them how it can change their life, and it will change your life in return. Because then the Rebbe would have not sent Shluchim out. He would have said, stay in 770, learn Ayin Beis, and daven afterwards for seven hours a day. That's the Shluchus. He didn't say that. He changed that. 
Now, I'm not, I'm not from the believers that say that there's no Avedah today. For those that are capable, but Avedah today is when you really work with others. So for me, that I can tell you, I can testify to that. That if that's how I really get more refined when I help refine others. No, but, this, but we, that's, why, that's, why, that's why you're not my Rebbe. I have a Rebbe who said otherwise. He said the way to do change yourself is to go out and change others. He said, well, I just asked you a question. Why didn't the Rebbe, who knew all this, say that everybody should learn this? And that was seven hours a day, and get them scrap together some money to make a parnosa for the rest of the few hours. But that's what I'm asking. Why? What I'm asking? Why didn't the Rebbe say that? So teaching us, you feel that is No, no. I'm asking. I'm, I'm, I asked a different question. Why didn't the Rebbe say what I just said? Because that's clearly not that Because I, my opinion is two reasons. Number one is because we're not in that madriga, and to expect that the Rebbe realized it's not going to be the avoid of most people. Number two, there's a big fire burning out there. Number three, the Rebbe understood is the end of Birudim. Not every generation. Remember we learned in Odom is Reish, then comes Beis Amidash. The Aveda of the earlier generations was the Aveda Primius of, of Ava Vayira. Today the Aveda is far more finishing and we're standing on their shoulders. So if you look at the whole picture, our job is bring it to people and help them transform their lives. It'll transform you in return. So you'd be right if you were in the Alter Rebbe's times. We're not in the Alter Rebbe's times. There's a different shlichus today. And the same kavon. So I think the internalization of this, to, to my opinion, for me for sure, everybody's got to make their own choices, is through working with others. And, and that's why I do this. That's, that's how I see it. Now, is that a cop-out? Maybe. Yeah. Probably, uh, I think about it, it would be probably much healthier and more powerful what I do if I take a sat down and dive in five hours with this and really worked on myself. But maybe that's minus science. So I'm not I'm not defending it. But I tell you, but but, but I what definitely can tell you what I don't do is I don't go to anything else. I work all day in this. This is my work. My whole life is dedicated yeah. to this. So so I could say to you it's not it could be better, for sure. That's always I just gave you an example how it could be better. So I uh, maybe found a little comfort zone too, but it's not complete comfort zone either. Let's put it that way. How each of you determine that, that you have to decide. How taka are you doing something like this? What are you taka doing with this? But for me, I absolutely tell you right now, I take this chapter, and if I could write something up, and if I could distribute it widely to a lot of people, and they personally help their lives, help their relationships, their marriages, their families, to be better Jew, to better healthier human beings, I have no doubt that's my Aveda. Because I have the skill to do that. And I must do that. And when I learn this, I, I absolutely le- elevates me. When, when I can translate it that way to people, it definitely becomes much more personal to me. Far more personal to me. Now, I know this is not the kind of, that, that this, may, this may go back to the debate, the big debate that we have of, of you know, Aveda from the past generations and Aveda today. I personally think this is what the Rebbe wanted Shulchan to do. They should be learning and capturing the minds and hearts of their communities with it. But most people don't know. See, I, but the strength I have, which I know is my skill, is I know how to learn chassidus in this way. And I know how to teach it this way. Most people, even when to yeshiva, don't know how to learn and teach chassidus in a relevant way, like what I just said. So that, that, then, then, then definitely for them, maybe the only way is davening. Because what else can they do with this? But me, I have another approach, so to speak. Now, don't get me wrong. I still think that davening is probably a critical component. Not probably, for sure, a critical component. That itself has to become... An, uh, you have to teach people to daven. I have to teach myself how to daven. We don't know how to daven. Based on what he says here, davening is, is hard as it is to do this. 
to go and sit down and, and, and work through all your taivas and understand that the divine is the force and go from the bottom up. Learning, but he said, Mamayla Lamata is far easier than Mamat Lamayla. What we're just learning now. <laughs> Second. So, can I just ask you one question? After all this said and done, what? after all said and done, which, which I totally agree with you, my question is, what do you, you know, as, as, as you avoid, uh, make a void, what do you fill it with? In other words, by coming along and saying like this, that this is Mavis and this is Ra, and you got you got to separate yourself from that. What do you, what you, you need a mashpia. Do you have a mashpia? One second, you may ask. You need a mashpia. To take this and apply it to your personal life. I don't know your personal life. I'm speaking about... Hypothetical. And I just spoke for an hour that it's not general. It's specific and personal. No, you're not listening to what I'm saying. You didn't hear what I just said? Let me give me another two... uh, A minute, okay? I gave you an hour. Give me two minutes. (laughs) No, no, listen. The point I want to say is like this. Let's say you... I relearned this and and I understand what it says. My question is... What do I fill it with? In other words, you need a mashpi, I told you, to go with this pedic and apply it to your life. I repeat, I heard what you said and I, and I respond. Me. I'm speaking about the thought. I don't know. Something that you... Listen no. to me a minute. So I said to you, there's no thought. I have no thought. Every person is different. I spoke... Uh, I'm asking again. I'm asking, is there a filler? Is there the chlal? Like, what do you put it... Forget it until I get to the mashpi, how to apply it to me. Is there something that you could fill it with? For example, for example... You, you, you don't you know, you go out of your comfort zone. Everybody has to find the thing to fill my it with. Question, what do you feel, is there such a thing as... Yes, I just gave you exactly what I fill it with. My life is dedicated to teaching this, to explaining it in a model you know, that works right. for people's lives. So that's me. So you have to ask yourself, how, how it would fill you? That's not, what I'm, that's, not, that's not what I meant also. I meant to say the Ruch needs to get part. Just like you said over here, when, when you spoke about... When you spoke about that you have... Um, um, why do you want to avoid being personal about it, if I may ask? Okay, because... Why? Yeah. Because when I say personally, send me off that much fear. I send you off... Because that's the only way to do it. I'm speaking about the fact... We know that you're talking personal. You're just turning in general, because I'm okay, saying much fear. So, yeah, okay. So let's... So, so give so me a minute. Give me the five minutes. I'm not as much fear. Yeah, give, give me the five minutes and listen to what I'm asking. No, It's a personal question. So it's a personal question in a general way. My question is, is there such a thing you could feel, like I said like this, they used to say as, mm. as, as uh, out of the years, it's the guest of time. Right? You get to this time, you have to break out a whole bunch of other times. But I'm asking is, how do you turn around your, uh, your sitting and learning and diving, and, and you, you, you're successful in pushing away the, uh, the, the, the mothers? How do you, what do you feel? Okay, like, like you, like you. Said, so every person has to find their personal mashpia. There's, there's got to be something, a substance. You say, look, this is this is how you, this is what you could replace it with. How are you going to replace it with? Find a mashpia and see how you could adapt it to yourself. But I'm asking, is there is there a substance that you could replace this with? Don't forget like this. You, you're pushing away the mothers. You see, keep repeating yourself. Is that kind? You, if, if I give you the answer and you don't follow what I'm going to give you, you're going to be responsible. You'd rather me to say an answer and, and you're not going to do it, or you want to yeah. rather not say it? Yeah, rather you say that okay. Yeah. For 45 years that I've answered this question okay. in every Fabrengen, that the shlichus of our generation is not to go into business and make money. The shlichus of our generation is to dedicate our lives to your futsamayin chutzah. That's the answer, my friend. That's the that's how you fill the void. Okay.
to dedicate your entire life. The shlichus of neshama by the neshamas came down to the generations. Your futsum and neshama. Look, let's put it this way. The avoida, the avoida of actually refining ourselves with these ideas. So he says here, tefillah is the way we do it from the bottom up. Tehid is the way we do it from the top down. So tehid is when you're learning it. Tefillah is when you work on it. Uh, those that, uh, there's no question that would be unbelievable to be able to create a movement of Mispalim daveners that know how to daven with this and turn it into a real force. But I do also know that in our generation, the Rebbe also gave us a Yitzel Muhammad's based of it. It's a war. And I think it's a gift to be able to um, spread chassidus, use our skills and tools to do that, everyone in their own way. And that too, I believe, is a part of the Aveda. That's not part of the Askola. It's not just learning it, because then you're acting on it. And you're living it. And you have to live it. Like the Rebbe, how often the Rebbe say, you have to be, once you're teaching, you have to be a somewhat of a more of a model, even if you don't like it. You know, and uh, and it forces you to have to address it in that, that way. Is it as good as sitting and davening? Look, we discussed this. I mean, there's different ways to look at it. I absolutely believe that if you want to apply these type of things, you can turn it into a very strong model. Here he's focusing definitely on the facts of describing Gashmias and Taivas and so on. So now let's... Uh, so. well, but, but he, he mentioned it before, but I don't, I don't know if I heard an answer. Like, I understand the answer. Just one more thing. He says if if, if Gashmis is mothers, so then how far do you take that? And as a natural outgrowth, you could you could go say you have to live in a hut. Uh, a nice house is Gashmis and it's mothers. I shouldn't be living in a nice house. I mean, how far do you do you go with that? That's that. That was That's not. That was not what the Rabbeim and Chassidus did not require us to be ascetics. Oh, no. So no, so, no. so so what? So no, it's no, a, no. So they didn't ask us to uh, live in the streets. Part of his question. First of all, first of all, first of all, asking. I remember him being So I, I, I answered this. How many times I've answered this again and again? Achsid Shid, Daf Kukin Avzich, as the state fire neighbors, and he's asking for Movis, was to wonder whether he's doing the right thing. Look at yourself again. I'm not talking about others. His kids? Ascetics. Ascetics is a different thing completely. The Rebbe didn't say, the Rabbeim didn't say we should give, we should live in the streets. 
Okay, well, that's not the question. The question is saying we were way beyond that. Because if you were going to hold it like this, we would. Does anybody at this table suffer from Taiva's moment? Yeah. Suffer? Okay. Yeah. 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 I think it's okay. Yeah. Well, it's a difference. Yeah. I definitely, even if I had the money. Okay. <laughs> Some people. Yeah. Zok tia do zok's name. Did you know anybody that has Taiva's moment? Do I know someone? Yeah. I know people like that. Yeah. I know many people have Taiva's moment. So look, there are people have different things. Um, some people don't have Taiva's moment. The, when the, the, the point of the being is that this chapter can be applied any way you like. Again, I, talk, I think you have to distinguish between demoralization and unhealthy people who think that they're already Movis as it is. And when they read this, it makes them feel even worse. That's not what the Rabbi Rashab is talking to. He's not talking to insecure people. He's talking about the secure people. Uh, secure Chsidim who lived very sparsely. They're Mestapic Bumuds. They don't need much. And one of the, one, they may be made naturally that way, or because they know they, they they're spiritual people. That's what that, that this 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 is this is what this is very much what we're talking about here. Awesome. And even when they are doing gashmis, they realize it's not uh, that's not the, where, where it's at. Now, are we all perfectness? Obviously not. The question is not whether it's perfect. The question is what do you really recognize? He's staying, calling a spade a spade. What do you want them to do? Compromise them because people are not on that level? Gashmis is Movis. It's not reality. Now, the point is understanding that this thing that we worship called packaging is a distortion. That's what it comes down to. What's, what's the problem with that? How you apply that in your life, figure it out. But to, to, but to, to, to learn this and then say, I'm, I'm going to uh, value it, it's not, it's not valuable. You could say, I'm living blind, I'm dark. But you, don't, you can't call it value. It's definitely not value. If you get a little kvetch, you're not going to be able to do the veda. Achavus Adas is very important. So, okay, you need a nice house for that. Fine, but it's not the Iker. Look, the Tzimtzum edition has a very strong hold. So don't worry. You can learn this all day. And you're still going to be controlled by Gashmis. But this is trying to give us a little wake-up call. But you shouldn't be in complete darkness. This is awareness. This is called awareness of reality. The reality of what our life is like. This is what I think I see. That, to me, this is salvation. It's like someone, you're living in darkness your whole life, and here comes a Rebbe, he's telling you, you know what? What you're living is total darkness. To me, this is a, a gift, not a... You'd rather someone come and tell you, you know, you're not healthy, and, and the truth is, you're very healthy. We're not, when it comes to uh, our, our perception of Elam Hazza. Why is that like a bad thing? Yeah, yeah of course, we learned this Chapetic Zion, of course. Yeah, yeah. Then you yeah. get the guy because yeah, you mastered it. I, 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 I mean, look, look, look. You're talking about where you are. Listen, before I want to finish the parak here, let me just say this: what you're all asking seems to me is how do you match this with where you are? Well, if you were going to now to music lessons, and you're just beginning to play piano, and the master says to you, "Let me play to you this song how it's supposed to be played," and they play it, wow, unbelievable! You say, "Man, I'm never going to reach that." You want to hear that because you want to know, number one, where, where the goal is, the standard, and number two, you want to know how far you are from it. So the question after you learn the Patek like this is say, okay, now where do I stand? And now you can start saying, okay, now I've got myself the perfect picture. Let me figure out how to get there. I wouldn't start justifying where I am because then you compromise. He just gave you this beautiful picture. That's to me the way a master teacher works. 
they give you the highest level of the picture. Then they tell you you're not there, but you can get there. You climb, the, you climb, you climb, you climb. I agree with you. So this is how I understand this. Now, how each of us does it is a personal thing. You have to figure out what you learned and how you translate it. You know, I, I think that every one of us here sitting with a personal mashpia would have a different application of the words movis and gashmias. Because you have to look at your gashmias, how you worship it, and figure out. Because each of us has different sameness in this regard. Some of us are struggling for parnosa, some are not. Some of us are struggling with health, others are not. You know, we have different struggles. We have different things that we we worship, different idol worship, so to speak. So that every person has to look at that in their personal way. That's how I would take a chapter like this. That's already beyond the scope of this class. It's already where you need to take it and apply it to your personal situation. And, and it's meant to lift you up, not meant to break you, that's for sure. It's not about breaking. Um, I saw Chesidah Sheidin who, Gashmi's meant nothing to them. They were the most secure, powerful people. They were not broken Jews. They were very powerful souls. Gashmi's didn't value. Was had no value to them. Didn't see it as anything. It was insignificant to them. Including wife and kids. That may be not healthy. That's not healthy necessarily. When it goes that far, maybe it's not so great. And there are others that that that, that, that Gashmi spent nothing, and their wife kids did mean. It's not, not everyone was like that. That's already, I think, a little unhealthy too. That 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 was scared me. I almost gave up Tanya. Tanya at the end it says about the wife and children. Shouldn't give me letters about the wife and the children. This and that. Okay, let's continue here. Let's continue. Can we finish? Let's finish. Let's finish. That's Tedas. After the of the, you come to Tedas. And that's after he lifted up the stone and made it a pillar, which is that the letters, the stones, are turned into a tefillah. Elevating comes then the, the drawing down of the oil on the head of the, the top of the stone, which is the Gilead. This is referring to the Torah that are manifest literally below in physical things. Like like exchanging a cow for a donkey. Kosher, things that are kosher, things that are apostle. These are all material things. So though we spoke at length that Yaakov is not yet Torah Mitzvah, Torah Mitzvah didn't come, but he's the beginning of the Yichud. So the Yitzhak Shemin was symbolic of this idea of Tehra Mitzvah coming down. It's preparing the way for that Aveda. Of what? Of bringing it down. Like you said before, Tehra brings it down into the material world. Even though it's down in Gashmias, on the stone, they should have in them this revelation of Chachmilah Mamash. Literally the oil itself. The higher Chachmah, the bitla of Chachmilah. Shulamayla. The way it's above. Like it says by Matan Teda, just like then, it was with a, with a awe and then fear or trembling. Afkan also now. So in other words, you have to bring what the, the same passion, the same the same emotional power that it had then, the effect, the awe that it had then. Pirish Malahalon, what does Mahalon mean? Then means Bishas Matan Teda, Al Sinai. Just as it was there, meaning by Mount Teira and Harsina, what was there? It was with this deep um, awe and, I would say, uh, reverence. Reverence. In a, in, a, in a total bitl, a miti, true bitl, 
Because then there was a a a the utter revelation. They heard from the mouth of Atzmos himself, Hamaitzel, the emanator. I am your God. Afkan, Malahalon, Afkan, also now, meaning today when we learn Torah, also now, not when you're standing at Harsinai and you're hearing it directly, but even when you're down here below, and in the material world. How Torah is manifest and enclosed itself in physical things. There should be through the that we learn now in physical things, when you're learning in Gemara, you're learning these dinim, you should have that gilichach milah mamash. That's vayitzik shaman al resha. Vizayin peseches yudecha al tikri yudecha el yudecha. When we say peseches yudecha, must be the chokhan. Peseches, open your arms. So you don't say yudecha el yudecha. Which means like haida? No, he's explaining. He's explaining. Is that a gemara? Is that a gemara? Okay. So the yiduch v'heim beis yudin yadecha two yuds in it. The havaya v'adnei b'chinus chachmila v'chachmatata. That's havaya adnei chachmila chachmatata. So chachmatata is usually malchus. Chachmila is this. So you're bringing basically pasapesach that to yudin that the higher yud should come in the lower yud. Malahalon afkan. That you're bringing a higher level down that it should be below just as it is above. I think this maybe also answers a little what we were discussing. If you only had tefillah, the weight of tefillah is what I said before. Sitting down, contemplating where you are, understanding that gashmi is the package is only external and superficial, and basically the death or dying. It's a dying entity, meaning it's, it doesn't have subs, impermanent. Then understanding Ra, which is even worse. That's as much as you can do. You ask me about Sherish and Ivraim, that's Sherish and Ivraim prayer. So you do as much as you can do in recognizing that. Then you draw down Hamshach of Teda. When you're learning Teda, when you learn this, it has the power then to do things to you that you couldn't do on your own. So that, that's the point here. That's the halacha also. After davening, you're supposed to learn. That's uh, yeah. Basic that's the basic Yeah, yeah. That's what he means also when he says al dezom shachach. Yeah, yeah. Could be that tefillah brings the tefillah. Yeah. Well, we don't say this beforehand also to prepare for the tefillah. But the bottom line is, you hear what I'm saying? So we're not alone here. You make your initiative, and what you can do, then there's also the tefillah brings down something that has the power to bring from a higher place down below. That's Vayitzik Shemen. Okay. V'apsichi di yudin hu shiyir gili b'chinus yud avaya bi yud adnai. And what's Peseich es yudecha? Why does it just say yudecha? So Peseich means to open your arms. Meaning an opening is like we talked before, opening doors. It's like the opening of the yud that the yud above should be open and transmit. Peseich es is a transmission essentially. Open your arm and give. Must be it. So Peseich es yudin is what? That the yud, there should be a gili of the higher yud of, of avaya. We said before the Yud of Avaya, remember, is the Evan, is the Yud of Avaya, Chochmah. The stone, right, one stone is a Yud. That it should be a transmission from there. The Yud Adnai, the Yud of Adnai, which is Malchus, to Shedisham Shachal, okay, one second. The Shedisham Shachal, the root of this transmission is Mkhinis Atmus Eden Sof. It's from Atmus Eden Sof with the, the root of it all. Because that's the, the highest level, yeah. And then comes the follow-up, and seit, seit, or seit, 
Chol Chayrotzen, everything that's alive. Chayrotzen usually means everything alive by your will. But Chayrotzen... Also means Chol every every living being. Like we say in Baruch Nupin Nefoshis. His desire. Yeah, Chol the desire of that Chai. What every animal, every creature should get what it needs. Like we say in Baruch Nefoshis also. Nachis Nefesh Chol Yeah. The means transmission in a form of bligvul. That's masbia. That's what he says. That's the masbia, I think. Why masbia? Masbia is more than just peseich isidecha. Peseich isidecha could be a minimal transmission. Masbia means svia. That's what I think. Svisavata. Mogen David is a sefer in Kabbalah from David. Uh, David. Uh, David. Uh, Zayim, Zayim, Kamchi, David Kamchi, maybe no, Kimchi, maybe not. Imagine David is a Kabbal sefer. Okay, Vizel Shachar Kolav Uvdis. Now he's come summing up. Vizel and this is Achar Kolav Uvdis. Shalei base Lav and all the work, all the activities of Yaakov in the house of Lavan. Ksiv that afterwards Vayikach Evan Vayirim Amatseva. So till now we've been talking before the journey, because Vayitzak Shemen is all before he went out. Now he's saying this is now. Now this is after, after all his work in base love. And it says he took a stone and lifted it up and made an, a matzeva pillar. Shazel calls b'chinas halav amshachesholei. This is the general hamshalos v'amshachesholei. Both the halav, the elevations, amshaches, and the transmissions below. The is gilib b'chinas and sof lamata to bring down the infinite divine light below. And all the revelations, these revelations are through the containers of Atsilas. He's now summing up the whole thing. They are containers to the divine infinite light. Through these containers will be the revelation of air. Mm-hmm. That's the Kalim he builds. The Asius, the Kalim. Okay. Now this is the opposite of, 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 of the actions of Lavan. He made a mound. His intention was to conceal and to cover up, like we learned before. That the flow shouldn't. That means that he grasped on to the garments and to the, the concealing garments. Remember, Kalim are revealers. So he grabbed onto the levushim, which are necessary for the filter, but he wanted to manifest them, make them powerful, like we said before. B'shem asif sekein alateda. Remember, he said that the gematik yigar sadusa is 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 the shame bechiluf. So the verotzel lahaylam biyeser, and he wanted to conceal, increasingly conceal the flow. Avo Yaakov also matzeva, but Yaakov made a pillar. V'nichol bezagam iyan atzokas hashemen. Ah, he's saying now. And this includes also the pouring of the oil. Hmm. Where does it say that? Because the Vyatsuk Shaman is before the journey. There's twice. There's the one he left But later it says again that what was Ashamashakta Shamatseva? Give me this relations. Give me this relations. No, no, no. It's definitely two. That's for sure. But the second one, I think. No, but I say he's referring to a pasuk. One second. Let me see something. Here we go.
Where's that Shem Roshachta? This Pasha, they just says, Meshukasu Kedim Hashem Roshachta Shem Matzeva. Is it Hashem Roshachta? Probably. I have to look it up. There's something here. This posik that he's bringing now. Okay, I don't know where it is. I have to look it up. Okay, fine. So he's basically connecting the two. That this also, this establishing of a matzeva also includes the pouring of the oil. That he drew down the revelation in general in Malchus. Which means that it's not according to the cosmic order, the regular structure, the esosphere of the ten sphere. That the energy gets diminished from level to level. And below does not radiate a real revelation. Right? Because the general air is a, is a limited, diminished, a concealed energy. And compared to this energy, the levushim, the garments could conceal. Yaakov, Yaakov was the the teferis that reaches all the way to the root of the inner keser. He draws down from the primis, from the inner and of core divine. Infinite. That also the transmission of the ten spheres of Atzilus should be a transmission that is not according to the regular flow. Even though it still manifests in, in measure and parameters. In other words, and this Amshach is like similar is according to the Yichudelian, the higher unity that happened by Sinai, by Mount Teda, that there should be the revelation, also on the lowest levels, and through this there should be a revelation of the, the core divine literally below. So essentially that's the sum up of, so Yaakov is Kalim, like Evan Sapir, transparent channels that they should reveal even the infinite Bligvul energy, and Lovan is levushim that conceal. One is before the work where he begins giving the the power to achieve all these things, and the other one is after he did the birurim of Lovan. He explained it a bit earlier, not exactly, but after he did the the bringing it down into the akudim nekudim vrudim the sheep, which was bringing it down into the cosmic order. No, 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 no. I, 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 wait, one second, one second. 
The first one is giving the power for the all, all the Aved itself, just to, like before you begin. Before you begin. That, okay, so that's before we begin. Then after the 20 years of work, you have like a, some, a conclusion where now you're already dealing with a lovin. He's dealing now with lovin, the second one. And your lovin is now dealing with the garments. And he wants to, um, wants to keep it concealed. And Yaakov is preempting that by putting a matzeva that even on the level where lovin is uh, between Atzilus and Biyah, there's a parsa, there's a curtain, even on that level it should also not, uh, the flow should continue. It's essentially the same transmission, but one is in the beginning of the Aveda, one is at the end of the Aveda, and yeah. dealing more in an actual sense. You found it? Yeah, after he did the Aveda, the Kodem Brudim. Right afterwards? Yeah. Oh, yeah? What is it talking about here? Ah, okay. Uh, so you see the... When he finishes the work with the sheep, there's a verse that says that I, God, basically where you, where you anointed the, the pillar and you made your vow, now it's time, the time to come to return. So you, yeah, that mamish connects it. You can see that it's still referring to that anointment. So he's saying when he built the matzeva by lovan, it includes that anointed oil. So it looks like it's the same matzeva. That's what it sounds it's like. One matzeva. Yeah, but but there's two different places where he builds it. There's where he yeah, establishes yeah, he before he's. Take that and yeah. Bring it to the second place. I don't know about that. Know. It doesn't say that, but it says that the first one he then he anointed it, and then it looks like when he established it again 20 years later, it was either the same thing, but it was definitely related to it. I don't know if it's physically the same, but one is before the way the other. He also said that there's two elements in it. One is that Yaakov drew down all the energies before the Aveda. If you go back to chapter. Um, yeah, there's a chapter where he talks about all this. Um, I believe it's in chapter... Uh, um, yeah. Uh, one second. Where was it? One second. One second. Yeah, here. End of chapter uh, 108. He talked that first Yaakov brought all the energies down. And then he also, in dealing with the... And the energy manifests in structure, which is through the parsa. He also made a matzeva there. That's how he preempted him. So you could say that the first matzeva was more like the general drawing down of all the highest energies, and the second one is related more to the specific flow through atzilus to biyah. You could say that, but they both have obviously the general idea of elevating the material. Yeah, kitzur lazer. And the elevation to this reach this higher level is Vayikach Ma'avni Amokim Eishis Dvar Hashem Mokar Hayesh. They took from the stones of the of the place, which are the letters of the words of God, that's the root of the Yesh. Because after many shtalshlos, this becomes the fragmented stones. Vayosim and placed it under his head. Shehilam Lebchinus Chachma. He elevated them to the level of Chachma Bitlamiti, total Bitl, utter Bitl, making them one. Vachakar Vayosim Eishim Atzeiv. Then he Placed it as a pillar, a marker, a v'yotzik shemen. He anointed it with oil. And this work of placing the matzeva is is the work of refining the the, the, the natural soul that comes. 
the letters of prayer that actually are a result of the refinement of the natural soul. It transforms the bitterness, which is the desires, to sweetness. Through contemplating on the energy, the life, divine energy within them, and the way that energy manifests in them. And, and Yesen, increasingly through meditating and contemplating on, I, I behold, I give before you life and death, life and good, that's the spiritual and the divine. Uh, he didn't say that before. He said, Chaim, he said, was the spiritual and Movis was the material. Tara, uh, he said, was the clipper that's like death, where you, the Taivas had and it's one And Tev, he's saying now, is Elokus. Yeah. Well, it's not doing spiritual elokus, it's no, no, it's not. No, no, elokus is higher. And the mother's death is the gashmi be'etzem. The physical thing is fundamentally and the evil is the taiva, the desire for it. Through this, he takes from the animal soul. He's actually taking the pleasure that's in the animal soul and realizing that it's really trying to and harnesses it and directs it to the divine. And through this darkness will turn to light. The darkness of this world will be a revelation of energy. Through the letters of Tera. This is the, the pouring of oil. This is the opening the two yuds. Yud the shem avai, be yud the shem adnei. The yud of havai, chachmila, and yud of malchus, chachmitato. And this is vayirim matzeva that he that he raised a a pillar. That's hala and hamshach and drawing down both things that he did. Okay, we stop here. We did the end of chapter 115, page 223 and through 225, the top of 225.